Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Hey, y'all, and welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for family-first entrepreneurs building profitable and progressive businesses. If we haven't met yet, I'm your host, Meg Brunson, and my pronouns are she, her. Before we get started, I want to remind you that this podcast episode isn't going to change a thing in your business unless you take action. And the best way to follow through is by joining us inside of the Familypreneur Business Accelerator. It's where we work, win, celebrate, and grow together. Head over to familypreneur.co to join us today. All right, let's do this. Hey, hey, familypreneurs. I'm excited to have you here with me again today. We are going to be talking about simplifying and streamlining your daily workflow. And of course, I've got a guest with me today, Melanie Melanie Scroggins. You got it. (laughs) That's why I'm like, I just want (laughs) to... Melanie Scroggins. Melanie is a voice actor, podcast host, content creator. She has had the opportunity to voice projects for companies like Google, Subaru, Hyatt Hotels, AT&T, Duolingo, NerdWallet, Target, and more. She also runs the Work From Home Voice Actor, a comprehensive platform designed for aspiring and beginner voice actors who want to learn how to build successful voiceover businesses from home. Melanie is a proud wife and a mom in a family that practices family-first entrepreneurship. I am so happy to have you with me today, and thanks for thanks for scheduling time with me. Thank you. I'm I'm really excited to be here. I am too. I want to dive right into this topic because, as familypreneurs, as parents, um, on, and entrepreneurs, there are always fifty million things requiring our attention between business, your own life, your, your kids, your family, your, your spouse, whatever it is, there's, you're being pulled in a million directions. And so simplifying and streamlining, uh, anything is helpful, right? (laughs) So we can't, obviously there's little we can do about those emergency situations that pop up, but the, the normal day-to-day stuff, the easier we can make that um, the better. So how, what, what's the first thing we need to do when we're feeling overwhelmed and, and ready to start simplifying and streamlining? Yeah. So this is a question I literally ask myself almost every day is like, okay, where am I at? Where can I start? Like, how do we kind of get this ball rolling? Right. Um, and this is a concept really, it is, it's a concept of a theory that we're kind of working on in our own lives. My husband designed it. And so we've been implementing it in my business. So the first thing I will say is that there needs to be an understanding. And this is something I talked to with Dr. Uh, Donna Ballard of UT Austin a few years ago. She was on uh, one, a podcast that I had back then, and we were talking about time. And one thing that she kept saying over and over again, she studies time. She, she's a PhD in chronemics, uh, which is the study of time. So she, she does time all the time. Um, and uh, so she would say, time is a construct. It's something that we create. 
your definition of time is not my definition of time. And I think very uh, similarly to how we work as entrepreneurs is that my schedule is not going to look like your schedule. Um, and we specifically work for ourselves, at least a lot of us, because we don't want to work nine to five. We don't want to work at an office. We don't want someone telling us when or where or how we have to do something. We want to be the ones to create that. And so one of the biggest, not pitfalls, but sometimes I guess, issues that arises is this idea of what do I do with my time? How do I take control of that time when I'm able to actually get away and do my work or however that's set up for each individual, anyone who's listening? And then what do I do if I can't quite seem to like, what if I don't feel organized? Like basically, how do I organize my time and get what I need done done in a timely manner? I mean, it all comes back to, okay, time and our time is so precious. And it's something that is a limited resource in each day. We only have 24 hours and a lot of that time is spent sleeping and trying to do other things that aren't work, right? That's kind of the idea is like, especially as family first entrepreneurs, which I credit you to finally helping me define that for who I am and how we run our business family first. So for those of us who are doing that, it is even more important that we look at the time that's set out in front of us while we're working and say, okay, and like Dr. Donna Ballard would say is don't think of work-life balance. Think of it as alignment. So the first thing is to think of, okay, how can I get myself aligned to this day, this moment and get done what I need done? So that's a very long winded way of saying the mindset piece is probably the most important and definitely what we need to start with when we kind of step into that moment of, all right, I'm ready to accomplish what I'm here to do today. And then I'm getting out, right? That's, that's very much how I approach uh, my business. And I love that you brought up uh, balance versus alignment. I'm big on redefining balance. So like I use that word all the time, yes. but I also make it clear yeah, that balance does not mean 50-50. Mm -hmm. that's, that's not balance in my life. It may be balance in someone else's no. life, but that's not balance in my life. I don't know who. <laughs> so for me, that feeling of balance is more of a feeling and not like, what you would actually like yeah. see if you were looking at a scales being balanced and balance for me is disproportionate amounts of time with my family. <laughs> and part of the way I do that is by blending family and business together. The fact that I'm recording, like, yeah. yes, I'm away from my family right now, but I mean, they're, they're just in the other room having quiet time while I do this. And then when I'm not right. being recorded on a, on a call, they're next to me coloring a book or dancing to the Encanto soundtrack or whatever, you know, whatever it is that we're doing, we're able to blend it together in a way that makes sense for us. But also, like you talked about, it's not going to look the same for everybody. And that's okay. We have to stop comparing ourselves to other people, right? Like get ideas yeah. from other people, yes. but you gotta, yes. you gotta do your own yes. thing. You got to do your own thing. And that's a really good point. And this is something that uh, I kind of wanted to bring up later, but I think this is a great, that was a great segue. One of the things that I personally, and I know is a, a huge hurdle to a lot of people is social media. So how do we use it? How do we make it work and not work against us? And there is a super fine line. And like, we're talking about balance or alignment. That's different for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. How big is that line? What does it look like? How much can, I can't handle very much. 
That's what I've learned. I cannot handle very much, whether it's input or trying to create and post. Um, I'm, I'm pretty, I'll say I'm pretty bad about it. Um, and so I try to eliminate the amount of time I'm there because it doesn't fit into a lot of what we'll talk about today for my business. Do I, can I utilize it? Does it help in some way? Sure. But because it doesn't, it's not a driving force of my business. It doesn't get a front seat. Um, and I have to be very aware of that. Um, so yeah, anyway, that's, that's one of those things that I've noticed that if I, if I am not aware of it, I don't go into it thinking, is this a tool? Am I using it like the tool I've decided it is? Um, if not, it could be controlling me. So that's a, that's a hard one. And I've mentioned this before. One of my favorite things I have is a uh, Google Chrome extension that blocks the news feed. Yeah. So I can still, because for me, yes, social media is my business. Like I have to be on, I probably spend yes. six to eight hours a day on social media. And I know how awful that sounds, but I once, mean, you, marketing. once you understand that I'm, I'm in the marketing space and specifically like, that's where I have to be. But if I don't have that like Absolutely. blocker, that blinder on, then I'll just get stuck and sucked yep. into the vortex of scrolling forever. But with that, and I can turn it right. off. It's designed to do that. Right. And I can turn it off in time segments. So I can say, you know, I am curious what's going on. I want it. So I can turn it off for 10 minutes or 30 minutes. And then it gives me that time to scroll. And then it goes blank and forces me to go back in and do some other work. So I love <laughs> that there are tools like that too. Like once yeah. you identify what the, the problem areas are or, you know, you can Absolutely. find tools that will help you focus. Because I don't have the willpower Absolutely. To do it myself. <laughs> yeah. And I would say most of us don't. And that's why, especially when we're talking about uh, time and like streamlining, simplifying to streamline our workflow essentially today, that's, that's all it is, is figuring out what works for us. And then even before that, pulling back and saying, okay, what's important? What do I need to do? What am I actually trying to accomplish? And then how do I make that happen each day? And then really getting rid of the fluff, being honest with ourselves, saying, what is filler? What is busy work, right? And unfortunately, with the generality of work, kind of at least here in the US with, again, the nine to five, the office, whatever that looks like for most of the population, it's so ingrained in us. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm still struggling with it, to be totally honest. And I've been a full-time entrepreneur for three years from home. So it's, it is, it's a daily struggle and to figure out what you're saying of here's this tool and then utilizing the tool to the best we can that helps us with what we're actually trying to accomplish. And I think what you just kind of touched on is figuring out what you actually need to accomplish. I think that kind of brings us into output goals, right? Like that's one of the things we have to do is figure out like what right. is what is the output that we need to see happening on a daily basis. Can you talk a little right. bit more about that? Absolutely. And so it's really important to first define what an output goal is. So looking at your own business um, and defining what you can control is the first step. Because I feel like when we set goals for our business, and this is the conversation um, my husband and I come back to all the time. So he helps me in my business. Um, we very much are team players. He's the mm -hmm. uh, main caregiver of our son right now, and I work, but we very much work together. So, and especially when it comes to mindset and just overall looking at the business, he's a huge, huge asset um, to me. And one of the things that um, we always talk about is, okay, what can we control, right? I can't control how much money I make this quarter. I can't control how much money I make this year, right? But I can do my best to put my foot forward and say, but these, I have this data 
and I keep track of a bunch of different, you know, points in my business and everyone should, I would highly encourage people if you're not already kind of keeping track of what's bringing in money, um, sit with yourself and say, okay, what actually made me money the last few months, the last year? And that's not the only key indicator of success, but for us to be able to live our lives the way we want to, it's important for sure. Mm -hmm. So I, as an output goal, I wouldn't say I want to make $20,000 because I have no control over that unless I go and steal $20,000, right? I mean, truly, that's the only way that would even happen, um, <laughs> you know, uh, or force someone to give it to us, which that probably won't go over very well. Probably. Uh, but what if I say, well, yeah, so, but what if I say, well, last month, the month before that and the month before that, I can see in this last quarter that when I sent 200 pitch emails, I got 10 new clients from that. And each client represented X amount of money, which was able to bring me in X amount for that quarter, right? I can control how many emails I send out to tell people about my business and what I offer and what I do. I can't control who responds, but that's why I keep sending those emails. That's why I keep showing up and doing my work and, and understanding what brings back the most, I hate to say the word, but it's so true, ROI. Mm -hmm. What is the best return on investment I can do in my business? Because it allows me to keep doing what I want to do, which in our case is run a family first business, how I want, when I want, where I want. So determining what goals you can control is the best way to define an output goal. And most of us have probably one or two main ones that we're always kind of looking for. And then everything on top of that um, is possibly extra. But my first, um, let's see, my first piece of advice would be to sit down with yourself and really ask yourself what brings in money? What brings in that level of success I've defined for myself? And I would encourage people to set business and personal goals, whether it's, you know, I want to walk two miles a day and then I want to send this many emails, you know, that kind of thing is an example. Um, and just, just be honest. What are those things? Because when I, just as an example in my business, I do voiceover. I, again, she had introduced me. Um, I'm a voice actor. Uh, when I sat down and looked at everything I was doing, I realized there was a lot of fluff. And my issue at the time was I wasn't being super clear on what those output goals were. I had a bunch of different things I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to accomplish, but to be honest, those were more for fun or hobbies, but I was trying to make them a part of my workday. And it was really clogging up my pipeline. It was, it was keeping me from being able to accomplish what I actually wanted to accomplish in my business. It's just that if I set output goals, it may take me a little longer to do those other things. But guess what? I'm streamlining what I'm doing every day and I don't have a question of what I'm supposed to be doing at any given moment. That's the power of being able to set those because you can show up, especially in our chaotic schedules, because they are, there's, there's a, this ebb and flow, there's this flux all the time. So be able to sit down go into your office or wherever your space is that you work and say, this is all I need to do today because that's what I'm trying to achieve. And one or two, maybe three things is kind of the golden sweet spot, I would say. I love that. And I think part of the reason... Like I, ha I definitely had a point and I can't remember exactly when it was where I, I discovered that difference between setting just income mm -hmm. goals without, and like you think yes. you have a plan to get there, but like you really don't. And I think part of the yeah. reason that's so problematic <laughs> is because what you fall into doing is looking at what other people in your space are doing. And you look at somebody else, you know, maybe 100%. I'm just going to use you, right? Like another voice mm -hmm. actor and what they're doing. And you're like, oh shoot, they're 
they wrote a book and they are on these podcasts and maybe they have their own podcast and they're on TikTok doing these cool dances. And suddenly you feel like you have to do all those things and you forget that what works for one person doesn't work Mm -hmm. for another. And also the likelihood that you're following somebody who started at the same time as you or less is slim. You're following somebody who's been in the game at least a year that's to say longer than you. And so they've been able to like build up yeah. those things. So I think that, I mean, obviously we're not yeah. even halfway through this conversation, but I feel like a big takeaway that listeners should have right now is to evaluate what your goals are. And I love, love, love that focus on figuring out what your output sh- goals should be and letting everything else kind of just be extra until they prove themselves yes. that they're yes. worth it. Yeah. And to be totally honest, this is how we approach every day. And it is very hard for me. I have, again, it is a conscious effort that is being made. That's why mindset is so important. Um, and I struggle with that too. I struggle with getting myself in the zone and saying, okay, this is all you have to do. Um, but to be honest, it gives me so much, it gives each of us so much grace and freedom because if we look at our output goals and if we can remind ourselves of what that is, and then, you know, we'll get into kind of the next couple pieces here of how to do that if I just see what it is I need to do for the day and there's only one or two or three things, that's pretty empowering because then all of a sudden, all that chaos, those hundreds of things that are floating in our head at any given time can be reduced down to a few things. And then we can remind ourselves, that's right. That's all I have to do today. That's, now, do you, that's powerful. Yeah. Now, do you happen to have like off the top of your head? I, I hate to put people on that like, Fast, fast. But do you happen to have an output goal related to family that you can share? I feel like it's easy with business to think like you used the email example. Absolutely. With with family, do you have an example? I feel like I have something in my head that might fit, but I don't know if it actually does. Sure, sure. So that's interesting you say that because I, when I was creating um, the kind of activity that I have for your audience, um, I did put an example of business and life on their family. Um, but one of the things personally for me would be, um, just as an example, in the evenings, you know, phone goes away, email goes away, whatever the case may be. And this isn't so much of like a number thing, but of a, okay, when I'm done with work, one of my goals for the day is I'm going to have family with, I'm going to have, you know, dinner with my family. We're going to have all evening together and it's not going to be, there's not going to be even a chance that work blends in um, unless there's some outlying circumstance and it's already been planned. Um, that phone goes away and then it's, it's purely family time, uh, which I think is pretty normal for most people. I mean, I would like to think that people who have nine to five jobs also do that where they get home and it's like they're home, they spend time with their family. But I mean, when we work from home, that's still a struggle too. Cause it's like, well, I've got things I could do. <laughs> that's always, that's the, one of my taglines. My husband always asks me, well, what do you, you know, what else do you have to do today? I was like, well, I can do a hundred things, but I'm not going to do any of them. <laughs> right. We're done. I did my main things. I'm done. Uh, so that, that's one of mine. Um, and then another personal life one, just as an example, if this helps listeners kind of relate it to their lives is one of the new things I'm doing is around lunchtime or after lunchtime, I go and walk for 30 minutes. So I get out outside, whatever I need to be moving my body for 30 minutes. Um, I'm currently seven months postpartum and that has been a very difficult one to kind of get back into. And so I've made it a priority to say, okay, this is really important to me. Let's go do it. And then I look at my watch, we get going and then I come home and I did it right. Like, 
that's accomplished. Let's move on. And is there a process that you have for figuring out what, like for prioritizing what needs to get done? What's more of a want? How do you figure out what, you know, what's the most important thing that you should be starting with? This is a hard one because again, like we mentioned, I mentioned earlier, our, all of our definitions for success are different, Mm -hmm. but that's where you start is what is it? what actually helps me to be successful? What helps me to pay my bills every month? I mean, whatever, whatever question you ask yourself to think of these particular action items, how do I do these things? How am I going to be able to, uh, they're very much like real world grounded items into whatever your life situation is, whatever your work situation is. Um, so those would be probably the first two questions I'd ask myself is, you know, what pays the bills and what's my definition of success? So what helps me to be successful in the way that I have defined it for myself and my business? So the way my husband and I talk about it is it's not those pie in the sky items. What's going to help me become an influencer? What's going to help me, you know, get a hundred podcast guests this year? Like these kind of like, they're great goals and, and there's nothing wrong with them, but what are the, let's take that back a bit. What are the bite-sized pieces that I can do every day that help me get to those places that are relevant to my business. That's a big one for me is the relevancy for my business. Because again, I I don't know if you struggle with this, but I am constantly thinking of different ideas and ways to reach out to people and things I could do with my show. And constantly, I feel like that is the plight of entrepreneurship. People are like, oh, it's cool being an entrepreneur. That's so neat. And you're like, it's like... It sometimes can be a personal hell, not in a bad way. Just your mind is always on fire with all these different ideas. Uh, and yeah, not to mention, you know, the world we've lived in for the past few years of all of us being at home or being somewhat like a balance of being at work, being at home, whatever your situation is. So your mind is just constantly running around. Um, and so it's important to just truly take a step back, take a few breaths, literally metaphorically, and just ask yourself, what is it that truly, truly matters in my business? What matters? What do I do? Right? I get lost in that sometimes. I'm like, wait, no, I'm I'm not these other things. I am a voice actor. I am, you know, these things. And again, identity is wide and broad and beautiful. But when we're talking about these things with what we do, it is so important to be specific because that helps us come back to, okay, here's all this chaos. Here's all these things I could be doing what do I need to be doing? Right. So the next part of it is, and I think I put it out of order when I sent you this, but is to prioritize those things is to say, what are the pieces that get priority? What brings in, again, I keep going back to this question, but this is something I have to do in my business. What actually brings in the money so I can pay for my life that I so desperately want to have and have grown and built right. Um, in the way that we want it. And so those things get written down. Um, so for me, as an example, I auditioning is huge for me. You'd think that would be a, a given because I'm a voice actor, but that is a huge, huge pull for my business because it gets more people hearing me, gets more people understanding what I do, what I sound like. And even if they don't hire me, they can say, oh, okay. We can't use her for this project, but maybe we'll use her for another. So as many people that can hear me as possible is the best thing for my business. The second thing is to um, 
uh, answer emails. So people who are reaching out and saying, hey, what do you do? All this kind of stuff. Uh, answering questions from voice actors who reach out through the platform and that kind of thing. And then the very last thing is just general correspondence of, you know, could be a plethora of things. But my main two things, obviously outside of working on active projects and stuff like that, is auditioning. Um, that is my main thing. And so if I don't do anything else during the day, I have to do that. Um, because that's, that's my bread and butter. So just as an example, in, in the realm of what I do, that's how I prioritize. But again, it's, it's just asking yourself those questions. What's my definition of success? How can I keep showing up and doing that thing to help me be even more successful? And then the money piece, that's something I constantly have to come back to is, okay, just, and it's more of a mindset shift. It's more of what's actually making me money. Because if I'm not spending time doing those things, there's a really good chance I'm falling outside of my priorities and I'm wasting my time. And that is, that's the worst place you can be in, especially when you're trying to work so hard to, I mean, the word maximize isn't my favorite, but truly maximize your time and, and make it work for you so you can get back to your life. Right. And this is life. We talked about work and in life, but to be able to get out there and to be able to spend time, that's what we really want to do. Mm -hmm. That's at the heart of family first entrepreneurship. So that's, that's kind of why I make that distinction. And it, there's so much surrounding like money. It's like, you hate to make everything about money. And I know that I already know, I know. it's because we're the same. And most of the people listening are in the same boat <laughs> where it's like, we're, we're yeah. really not entrepreneurs because we yes. want to be the next Bezos or whatever. Like we're not in it to be the right. next Zuckerberg, to be a billionaire. To be, That's not why we're here. We're here to help people. But yeah. The, the problem yeah. is you need money to help people. You, like we, <laughs> you need money. Exactly. We got to feed our kids. <laughs> we got to feed ourselves. We, we have to buy ourselves. Yeah. Buy systems and things, things stuff. To, to serve our people. Tools like we talked about. And so there right. is, I feel like it's like that, that little bit needs to be said that like we are people first. We put people before profits. We are not right. going to take a trip to space when we could solve world, world hunger. Like we're the world hunger people, not the trip to state based people, but we still need to right. make money. <laughs> and so I think that that really is a yeah. problem that I feel like I've fallen into before. I think most people where they're like, Oh shoot, I'm helping all these people, but, but I'm not making money. <laughs> and so it's like, you have to prioritize that stuff. You can yeah. also do like philanthropic things, but you can't let, philanthropy and, and kindness and, and stuff take over and not, not do what you need to do to yeah. make money. And like, just as an, al like an alternate, like, I don't need to do auditions. That's not, that has not, but like for me, yeah. sending those emails, um, posting content, getting my podcast out, you know, like getting out yeah. solo content, not just interview content. Cause it's different. So it's like figuring out what yeah. it is but yeah. I don't need to do all of those things at once. I need to figure out right. you know, what is the, what is the income goals that I have? What are the, the services or products right. that I'm focused on selling? And then what does that customer journey look right. like? What can I do to actually keep people flowing through there? So hopefully between those two examples, people are really right. clear on that. And I loved your family example of, of putting the phone away. I feel like that's something that we struggle with in this house and, it probably shouldn't be as big of a struggle as it is. Oh, but. I, 
no, we constantly struggle with that. I feel like that again, I talk about all these plights, but that is, it's, it is, it's just a reality that we have. And frankly, it just exhausts me <laughs> to even think about it because it's so hard. Uh, it's a, it literally almost is a part of our beings now, uh, which is unfortunate. Um, but we have, a, it's a hard relationship, right? Like it's hard to define. It's hard to understand, but at the same time we do, we use them all the time. And so it can be a source of good. It can be a source of not so good moderation, most likely not such, so much moderation, you know, it's a back and forth and all we can do is practice. And that's, that's where I'm at. I can be really hard on myself as I know a lot of people, a lot of women specifically, we can be very hard on ourselves for the different things um, and goals that we have, like putting our phone away um, and saying no to certain things. Um, so yeah, it's a practice. And uh, with everything we're talking about, just giving ourselves grace is a big, big deal. Mm. Let's say that again. I feel like that's my biggest, gotta give me grace, give myself grace, give other people grace, 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 grace. Um, I would love, I feel like we've, we've really yeah. gone over some really um, meaty action steps. It's gonna be like one of those things you might have to go back and listen to it again in order to, to, get it all straight, jot it all down. But I know you also have a resource that you put together. Can you talk a little bit about that and how that resource will support yes. this episode? One of the things that I've done to make it as simple as possible, because again, I'm all about <laughs> simplifying, or at least I'm trying to be about simplifying, is I've gone back through and um, kind of outlined the steps of what we're talking about, or at least the steps that we take here in my house, my business, to be able to make these things a reality or start practicing them. Um, and I've defined what we talked about. So I've gone over kind of these uh, examples again and giving you real life examples of what this could possibly look like in your life and business. Then from there, I have um, different sheets that are about each of those topics. So as you're going through brainstorming what your output goals are, brainstorming um, how you would categorize what you need to do, brainstorming at the very end, your priorities. And one thing that I forgot that I'm going to add in, which we literally do here, I've got it on my board, is I take note cards and I write out my priorities, my daily tasks, and I number them based on the priority order and I put them up. And so it's a reference. It's, I think, helpful too when you're first getting going of just a physical reminder when you can look over at your board or sticky note on your computer, wherever you're, you are, that kind of helps you as your, your kind of grounding center where you're working, your command central is to look at it and say, okay, I've done that today. Okay. I didn't have any jobs today or whatever the case may be. And you kind of move on to the next step. Um, that has been extremely helpful for me. And so I'll put that in there as well, but to define it and then they can define it. Listeners, you can define it for yourself. And then from there, putting it in action in a physical way that works best for you. I love that. And I'm a big Trello user. I can like, I use Trello for my daily checklist. Yeah. And then I love, yes, like it's got to say something about perfectly. me, but I love being able to like check it off and it's gone, check it off and it's gone. You know what 100%. I mean? Like I we use that. an app called Todoist. Okay. I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really enjoy it. We both use it and you can put like shared projects on there. So if I have a shared something like a honey-do list, essentially that we each need to be aware of, or like this call, for instance, is on our list just to let him know, Hey, during this time, I need you to watch baby, that kind of thing. 
Um, and so it's that's a really helpful one as well. And I feel like Trello is extremely helpful as well. So there are tools that you don't have to use as a as a physical, you know, note card or a sticky note um, reminder. Um, but yeah, whatever way it takes for for you to feel successful in what you're trying to accomplish, that's the way to go for sure. Like we've talked about, no comparison. No, this is how they do it. What works for you? And maybe it takes a little bit. Maybe you're like, sure. ah, I did the note card thing. I forget they're there. But you know what? I I downloaded Trello and I really like it. Or I tell so-and-so as my business buddy or my entrepreneurial, you know, counterpart to remind me in our weekly meetings or whatever that looks like. It can be, it can take on many different forms. The whole point is to design something that works best for you. And I started with using just my Google calendar and putting reminders every day. But then that yes. got, like, for me, yes. that got overwhelming and I discovered Trello. <laughs> and like you sure. with Todoist, Todoist, did I say it right? Yeah. Yeah, with to that do app, yes. I've pulled my husband on a Trello. We have a home management board. And so like awesome. One, one of the ways that we use that it's so is great. That he makes the shopping list and then I go do the shopping. And so he'll like let me know the shopping list is on Trello. I love that. And it's so silly, but I feel like it really makes it so much easier. I can check off my little list. I have like a card yes. that breaks it up by yes. where what department it is in the grocery store. And I feel like you find those little That's amazing. tips and tricks that help streamline simple things like getting food to feed your family. Yep. Um, but if that can yes. save us 10 minutes yes. a day, that's 10 minutes a day. Absolutely. So. Well, and, and really more than that, it's, it's how you are able to feel about it because then not all of the responsibility is on you. You don't have the responsibility to make the list and go get it. That's something we very much struggle with because I have this control freak nature about the list. And so I'm like, well, I'll do the list and then I'll, I'll go get it. Don't worry. I can, you know, and it's like, okay, no, we need to be, I need to be better about allowing for the different parts because we're a yeah. team. So I, I love hearing that. That's actually a really good, uh, um, insight and encouragement for me. So thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, I will put the link for all the things. I'll put a link for Trello and Todoist in there in case you're looking for um, an app or, or program that will help you with this process. The link for the freebie from Melanie will be in there as well. As well. And then, oh, before we go, woo, um, where is the best place for people to connect with you? Whether it's on social media or your website, what, how do you want people to connect with you? Yeah. So I am on Instagram at Melanie Scroggins, VO, voiceover VO. Um, so feel free to just go there. I'd love to see kind of what everyone else is doing, where you're from, what you're up to. Um, and then if you want to reach out and chat, you can just email me and I'll give uh, Meg my email. Um, and I, on, I'm kind of old school in that way. I like a good email conversation. So <laughs> feel free to reach out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. I feel like this was this is a real juicy conversation and I appreciate your willingness to be here and have it with me, with us. Thank you so much. Yes. All right. That is it for this episode of Familypreneur. Join us inside of the Familypreneur Business Accelerator to follow through on the action steps from this episode alongside an incredibly supportive community. Plus, access our robust training vaults and a variety of exclusive monthly virtual events, including co-working, happy hours, and bonus training sessions. Head over to familypreneur.co and join us today. Until next time, I'll see you over in the Familypreneur Business Accelerator. Bye for now.